G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt, the Randwick review from the weekend, 4th of September, Concord Stakes, Furious Stakes, Tramway and Chelmsford. I'm here joined by Mark Sheen, Mark Roden and Rob Scurry to discuss everything Sydney racing. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. The meeting overall, how did you see it? Look, uh, it was a good meeting. We saw um, two champions, I suppose, Nature Strip and Zaki. Um, I thought the track was a little bit disappointing. I, I read in the paper yesterday, um, not one trainer is happy that they're going to Kembla for the run to the Rose meeting. Track management have done um, a great job, have the track in pristine condition. Well, we had a, a dead five. It hadn't rained for probably 12 days. Uh, thought the fence was probably gone by race six. So if that's pristine condition on our best track in Sydney, when it uh, hadn't even rained before that stage, and then the rain set in for, what, 20, 30 minutes, and the track was a quicksand on the fence. Like, mm. seriously. Yep. That's state-run media. That's China. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, tells... how the track was a dead five to start with, as I said in the previous mm. show, like, Kenzo was a dead four on Wednesday. Yeah. And here we are three days later. Not a cloud in the sky. Uh, it's been windy. August winds. Um, sun shining, and the track never improved from Thursday to Friday to Saturday. There's something erratically wrong at that joint. We, we saw a video last week with someone from the state-run media, I think, uh, suggesting Randwick was one of the best tracks in the country. I mean, <laughs> well, certainly the best track in the city at the moment because it's the only one they're using. But um, if you think... Look, even when they're operational, if you think any of the Sydney tracks are anywhere near, say, Flemington or even Caulfield, you're kidding yourself. The Melbourne tracks are light years ahead of the Sydney tracks. Yeah. 100%. I think, I think Newcastle's probably the best track in New South Wales. Yeah. Um, yeah. They should be running more, more races there. But I think it's held together by sticky tape, and it's because of the overwatering, and they want it, um, you know, they, they want these good fours for the for the horses, uh, which is to appease the breeders. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, you know, this should be a show cause a bit for, for people running the racing in this state, I think, because the, the Betfair figures as well, um, the, the commissions are starting to sting and um, Melbourne is just going way ahead of Sydney. All the best to Chris Nation, who's just moved across to take uh, charge of Newcastle. So he might uh, he might do a... Well, he'll do a good job no matter what, but he just might be a little bit more hamstrung than what he was used to in WA. Anyway, we'll get into the races. Uh, we'll review the same races that we previewed there on Friday. We'll start with the Concord Stakes, won by Nature Strip. Slow tempo race, three lengths slow to the 600, but he's just reeled off some enormous splits late um, going through the line. And that is a very, very big overall figure on punting forms data, minus 17.2. He has done better than that previously, but uh, that's a very ominous figure first up. Mark Sheen, how'd you say it? Well, look, I think everything was frightening to take him on there first up. He went up on the inside and, and they handed up to him and I think the race was over after 50 metres. Um, he didn't get the pressure he got like last preparation when he was taking on Guitra and Eduardo. He was just gifted the lead here and this turned into a barrier trial and he just won with his ears pricked. Yep. Rob, Nature Strip is one of the Waller horses that you've probably got uh, one of the best lines on. What's the what's the trick to him as a horse? Um, he's big, he's got a great stride, and and Chris since Chris has had him, he's turned him into a you know a typical Walla Parader. Um, sorry, he's relaxed. Um, but yeah, I was listening to Lizzie's here saying it's the best he's, he's he's looked first up. 
he was a bit dull last time last yep. time in first up. But look, um, but he he's got he, he had so much on this. I, I was I was tempted to just just uh, just throw the kitchen sink at this. I just thought it was an absolute certainty. Um, as he's a, he's a genuine world class horse, maybe the best sprinter in the world, and I, I I can't see anything beating him this time in. He certainly hasn't dropped off Mark Roden, and that um, I've just quickly gone through his numbers. That is his best figure first up in his career. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think he's, with me, he's rated actually better than anything he did last prep, even the TJ. Um, no, what was it? Yeah, yeah, the TJ, yeah. sorry. Um, and second, third and fourth have gone really well, in my opinion. I mean, just to the eye, you think, well, Wild Rule had to sit on him and couldn't um, uh, run him down, but he's flown, I reckon, Wild Rule. I reckon he's gone enormous. Uh, trekking's gone enormous, considering it was 1,000 metres, and old handle the truth poking up on the fence in the wrong spot's gone enormous, you know, for what they are. Um, he's turning into a model of consistency, you know, the, mm. the once moody and temperamental nature strip. He's only defeat in his last four starts uh, was by a millimetre to Eduardo, who absolutely went through the roof that day. Um, he's he's bomb-proof at the moment. If he keeps putting in these sort of performances, he won't get beaten in any Okay, let's have a look at race six, which was the Furious Stakes over 1,200 metres. Even tempo here, 3.7 lengths fast to the 600. Uh, on the class, I went 1.4 lengths fast to the 600. And uh, Jamea has knocked off uh, Rob, Robodira, Robodira and Mallory. Uh, Rob Scurry, did you have anything on the three-year-old fillies? Because that is your ballpark. Uh, well, I don't, I'm not going to see him, but no, I'm yeah. never going to get Jamia. She's uh, a little, she's a little pony of a thing, and she's just not my kind of horse. I felt probably should have had the sound down because I, I found out that um, this uh, this plunge horse, uh, D'Andretti, was was a fool to um, uh, Libertini, and I just remember Libertini being a bit of a sweater, and this thing paraded really well. So I kind of got half sucked in there, and I've, I've chased a bit of Najmati money and and Swift. Swift not Swift Witness, the other the Waller horse um, that was well back. So it was a losing race for me. Um, they seem to be taking in turns. I don't. They, we, we've established that they're nowhere near as good as the the Colts. And um, yeah, I just, just would just they'll come up when they come up, and you know, I guess whoever gets the right run on the day will win next time. Yep, Mark Chan, you mentioned Dean Andretti on the previous show, and geez, the market certainly was on side with you there. Yeah, well, I was on uh, earlier in the week at uh, better odds. Yeah. Uh, I wish I'd crushed back. Yeah. <laughs> it was not into 420. Um, I didn't imagine it would start that short, but um, it should have started 100 to 1 the way it went. Because mm. uh, <laughs> um, I thought it was a lot better than that. Didn't give a yelp at any stage. I don't know whether the shifting track was some excuse, but uh, Crikey wouldn't have won at Wellington the way it went. So, uh, look, it was a head scratcher for me. I, I thought that. Uh, Silver Shadow 4 might have been very suspect. I agree with Rob Jimmy as a 14-2 Shetland pony and carries no condition, so very hard for yard watchers to get totally enthused, but it's hard to uh, knock her win. She's come from second last and last on the turn and uh, and run them down, so whether she found the fast lane there by that stage of the day remains to be seen. I think Mallory was great again. Um, she was wide. She probably got to a very good price there at seven or eighteen dollars. So um, I, I backed Najmati and, and D'Andretti earlier in the week. So I did my money. So I was totally wrong. Maybe Najmati can't run 1,200. She might be better fresh 11. I think Mark uh, was a little bit worried about that format of that Melbourne race. And um, yeah, I think she just hasn't 
quite run the trip there, but I think they're just going to take turns, as Rob said. Yeah, Mark Roden, what do you do with this race, given that Mallory was the shortest of the first four in the market and it was $18? The, uh, the favourites here have just completely underperformed. Yeah, a bit of a mess. I mean, I've done it many on the race as well. I think we've, we've all managed to lose on the race three different ways, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I was with... Um, I was with She's All Class. I thought she might have come back better. Um, Donald Booker thought that showed that they had high expectations. She was as disappointing as anything else in the race. Either. The mar- market looked a bit pooey for her, didn't it, Mark? Yeah, she was waiting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, someone told me that the, the camp were very confident. They expected a good run. There was money that they were backing it, so I was told. But, you know, how much you can, how much faith you can put in that, I don't know. But, um, um, yeah, she was, she was as disappointing as anything else in the race. Anything else that failed, she was awful. Um, I had something on Mallory, unfortunately. Three wide all the way. Really, really good run again. Um, Robadier has come back well. She she showed mm. the, the glimpses in her first trip. You know, $71 is probably too big uh, after the race. But, uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree that they'll take turns. There's there's no standout in this lot. Are people going to forgive four moves ahead? Because it yes. makes sense. Yes. Good run. It was a good run. I mean, it might yeah. get away with one of these, but it's not going to. I doubt it's going to be braiding a field by three lengths or anything. But it might. It might pick up the race. It, it showed better racing manners. He pulled it back to last, and it seemed to settle, and and then it went up the inside. So I think yeah, there was some the, merit there. Because it through the outside gate, but the way the track was starting to play by now, he shouldn't have. Really, retrospect. Thought Enterprise Pom, uh, which had trial okay, ran a, a good race, but she won't settle. So. Mm. She might be better off in if you can find shorter races for around a thousand or eleven hundred. But um, uh, yeah, I thought she showed a bit of cheek there as she, as she had uh, done in her races in Brisbane. Okay, let's have a look at the tramway, which was race seven over the fourteen hundred metres, the Group Two. In terms of the speed, they've gone even, basically bang on, dead even to the six hundred. Uh, Zaki's obviously been the winner by one and a half lengths, but I must say it hasn't broken the class benchmark there in punting form's data. So. I'll be interested to get your individual thoughts on the race itself. Rob, I'll start with you. Yeah, I, I had one of my rare sort of bets on a, on a shorty. I, just seeing it parade, I, I really, you know, I only got 20 seconds, but yeah. what I saw was everything I wanted to see. The horse was sort of like coil, like a coiled spring, really kind of um, borderline towy, but that that was, it was just, just prancing. You know, he, he was proud. Mm. He's a proud horse. And he knows how, he knows he's a good horse. And, um, you know, when I saw the money coming for uh, Dreamforce, who I think I think um, should be retired, um, not that I know everything, but I just think the horse has got no zest for racing anymore. I, I, it didn't show its customary speed, and so I just that that made it a bet. Um, there's not much else here. I thought Star. I had a small saver on Star of the Seas, as I see him as some. You know, he, he's got he's a consistent at this level, um, and I thought 1400 might. You know, it's okay for him. And, and um, yeah, but, yeah, the rest, like we're talking about Rock and um, All Saints Eves, these are welter horses, really. And, and, and Zaki um, just got a beautiful run, and um, it, it, it should have won like it did if it's, you know, if, if you know, Maccabi Devi can win first up over 1,400, so can this thing. Yep. Mark Sheen, uh, Zaki, obviously a, a pass mark there, but uh, probably not going to get a price going forward. Are you positive on the horse off what it did first up? Oh, for sure. Like, uh, he just landed in a beautiful spot there. He settled. He, he dragged him back to fifth. And I think he was going to win the race a long way from home, the way he was travelling. Um, just give him a click up and then put the brakes on again for the last 150 metres. So, 
Oh, look, I know he's 280 for the Cox Plate, but how how deep is the the market um, going forward with these these good horses? You know, we got very <laughs> elegant was beaten by Mawanga. Um, uh, where else do you look for the top liners in Australia? That's it's pretty thin on the ground, isn't it? So he's got to be in the mix. Mark Roden. Uh, I was very, very. It was hard not to be impressed. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't get too carried away about the apparent lack of, uh, you know, smashing the clock here because uh, I think the track was starting to t- deteriorate for a yep. start. And as Mark said, he, he he buttoned off at about 150. Really, he went, once he put a couple of links on, put the cue in the rack. Um, yep. It, Cox plate wise, he has to be favourite. Um, could be a year. It's, it's, See Adamoe's in the market. I don't know if they want to go that way with their three-year-olds these days. A 2,000 metre win isn't necessarily uh, any good here going forward. But um, yeah, I mean, looking looking for a dangerous Zark in the Cox Plate, you're very elegant. Then what? Yeah. There's an unraced. There's there's a one. Um, it's well in the market. Gold. What, what's it? It's into eleven dollars. It hasn't Gold run here. Yeah, it's it's, it's Kieran Ma. It's got a bit of Sir Dragon Ace stink about it. Yeah. Well, it's look. If Zaki has enough day, it's there to be one. Yeah, I uh, heard James Cummings on Perth Radio uh, over the weekend, and he suggested that Animo, Ingratiating, and Pileli might be looking towards the Everest as a priority, as opposed to anything else. Um, right. So he was talking about trekking, obviously being the the clubhouse leader, but he had the three Colts that were all there with a bit of potential. If they showed the right signs, they might be heading to the Everest, as opposed to some of the other traditional races they might end up in. So uh, welcome to 2021, I guess. <laughs> you'd, think, you'd think Caulfield Guineas would be the ultimate aim for Animo. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah that's, that's surprising for him to say that. But yeah. I suppose a long way to go yet. Got, yep. you know, lead-up races, does he go Golden Rose or when's he going to run? Is he running Saturday? He is. I just checked and my Cox Plate money on him and that sounds like it's down the window, out the window. I just thought he'd be a street boss. Um, yeah. Well-bred horse. I thought it'd be a chance, like you know, Zava Bill did it. Some some good three-year-olds have, have, have done it. It gets 49 kilos. I, I thought with nothing else around, it, it makes sense. But you know, how would you know with that stable? Around yeah. you know, heart and all in a in, in a cox plate when it could have the Caulfield Cup on a platter. So <laughs> talking through the kick there of previous years, real scary. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. let's have a look at the Chelmsford. It was the wait for age mile race, and think it over has run over Rear Denny in the final strides. Montefilio was third, Cascadian fourth. Uh, Rob, how do you see these wait for age gallopers? Uh, yeah, look, I thought there's only two, there's only really one wait for age galloper in the race, and that was the winner. And um, yeah, it's been a very good horse to me, think it over. Um, winning the rider last year, uh, I, with, the, with the softness coming, with a bit of rain coming, that. that turned it into a bet. Uh, the market certainly didn't miss it. Um, took all of the straight to get there. But um, yeah, uh, it's the only wet rage horse here. The rest, you know, Cascadian, it probably keep improving into the prep. Um, but yeah, average lot. Okay. Mark Sheen, did you have any thoughts here? Well, I think um, Nash has certainly lifted this winner. Um, look, he did get uh, jammed up in that wing stakes and lost a lot of momentum coming to the turn the other day. And Saturday was, you know, in the sort of 1-1 and got rolling, which I think made a big difference for him and, and Nash really lifted him late. Uh, Riadini, well, uh, great ride in front from Rachel King, nearly stole it. Um, Cascadia, I thought, was disappointing. I thought with a bit of cut out of the track and 
uh, where he got to in the run, he was entitled to do a little bit better. Um, Jason Collett obviously wasn't watching the replays of the earlier races on She's Ideal. He went straight back to the fence. So mm. I think that's a forgive run for her. Uh, Montefiore tomorrow looked a little bit stronger, but if she's being set for the Cups, I, I, you know, I've got a bit of a head scratch there. She's had about five goes past 2,000 metres and has failed every time. Admittedly, they're the top level of three-year-olds, but um, that's a bit of a head-scratcher. Um, and I thought Attorney wasn't uh, a bad run. Looked pretty fat to me and made up a bit of ground late. But back to a handicap uh, in a couple of runs' time, and he might be a, a horse to watch out for. Mark Roden, are you reading much into this race? Slow tempo race, three lengths slow to the 600? Um, no, not especially. It's a... Uh... Yeah, sort of a second level. You know, I would think it over's done, gone well. Um, soft track and the way the track was playing suited him. Um, and he's just pretty much gone to his best on my figures, so, you know, which was good enough to do the job here. That's, I don't know, I suppose the weight for age ranks are so thin, he's, he, he'll, he'll be in contention in these sort of races. I suppose something like the Craven Plate, if they want to take me for 2000 because it's worth so much money now, will be on the agenda. But yeah, pretty uninspiring race to be honest. Uh, not much, not much for me to say about the horses out of the placing, except maybe she's ideal in the wrong spot. On that Nancho, the import hit its head and was allowed to start. But yeah, Cascadia was fine. Yeah. Were we a bit stiff with Montefiore first up last time? You know, she was she was about seven dollar, eight dollars that day, and well, well yeah. back. And, and she's, you know, we're expecting something like this, and here yeah. she is running, running a good race uh, first yeah, up. She's uh, it was a bit short. It was a touch shorter, wasn't it? 14 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what is their sweet spot? She, 1,400 is too short, but she can't get 2,100. <laughs> well, but as I said, I think they're aiming for the Caulfield Cup or something like that. So, uh, yeah. yeah. They have to see how she trades on. To, to my eyes, she did look a lot stronger. Yeah, maybe. Preparation, so. Maybe. Okay. Race nine on the card was benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. Uh, very slow tempo here, five lengths slow to the 600. So uh, very slow indeed. And Geist has reeled off some, some really nice splits late to get over the top of uh, King of Sparta, who was reasonably strong in betting, I think it's fair to say. Rob, how did you see race nine? I risked King of Sparta. I had a good result on him at Kembla, but I just thought that the the wide track, and, and I was lucky. I, I, I chopped out on Geist, and, and for some reason, I've, I've seen uh, Bossy on this thing, Saquon, and uh, send him out as the major play, which is uh, <laughs> I was a head scratcher. You know, thinking, oh, Bossy will be dirty, you know. I have to think it over. He'll want to win, and it just looked really forward to me this 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 Paul Perry runner. So that that was my bet uh, with a saver on Geist and um, something else. Oh, the thing that Mark Mark liked uh, earlier in the week as well. I had a saver on that. But look, Geist is she, she'll probably keep improving. She's kind of a gross type. Um, she had a few runs last time, uh, and yeah, she's she's maybe worth following. Good run, good run. The, the runner up, very good run. Um, the rest, um, I'm not sure. Yep, Mark Sheen, the market followed you here again with Cuban Royale. Yeah, just he might have got in too close to the inside there um, in the straight, so I'm, I'm going to forgive him that run. Um, I think he had to be a lot wider by that stage of the day. Um, I think the wet track certainly played into guys' hands. I think her best run was in a stakes race last time in where she came from last, ran through the matchmaker and 
I think this was just a very good ride from here. Bowman got into a great spot, and uh, as Rob said, she's a big gross mare and had run under the belt the other day. She just stripped a little bit fitter, so I think I think played into her hands there. King of Sparta just got left uh, wide without a lot of cover and a uh, bit of cut out of the track probably has not helped him. And uh, for those on him at the $5, I don't know if Mark was on the phone. <laughs> Started a lot shorter than that, but unfortunately he's gone down. Yeah, Mark Roden, you were talking about this horse. And I think, uh, was it the three starters of that race that he won at uh, last start? All three starters had won, so obviously the market was really coming for that form line. Yeah. Might have been four, actually, Pete, four? I think. Yeah. Uh, to answer my question, I actually missed getting on it. Um, I was sitting there looking at $5, and I thought because of the map it might... I didn't think it was going to hemorrhage like it did. Um, uh, so then next time I looked, it was 380, and then it just kept... It was just one-way traffic, so I've dodged a bullet there. Uh in a sense, he certainly wouldn't have lost any admirers uh, after that run. Um, five and six wide the trip and trail the winner. Um, I think he's pretty smart and will be winning more races. Um, not a great deal more to add. There's one here. There's a horse who's actually going really well, I reckon. Um, it's been run totally out of its grade twice. Uh, it's run ninth and twelfth in two runs as prep, so it doesn't jump off the page. It's called Golly I'm Lucky. Uh, ran ninth and closed off really well behind Destination first up a few weeks back and ran into a lot of trouble in the straight here. Never really got a clear run at them and sort of went to the line under its own steam. But they've just got to drop it back to the midweights. I think that's the key. Uh, I think running in these 78s, it's, it's not good enough to win them. So uh, back in its own class, might be one to look out for. OK. Also follow there for Mark Roden there, possibly at odds next start. Race 10, benchmark 94 over 1,500 metres. Uh, Look, in terms of the speed, bang on even once again, 0.2 length slow, 2 to 600. Soldier of Love, any old price, has knocked off It's Lily and Big Boy Roy, all three, again, at a reasonably decent price. The favourite of Tissue ran fourth. Rob, did you find anything in the last? Um, yeah, look, I've got to, I've got to own up. I'm, I'm back to all-time legend again, um, <laughs> just, just, just because, um, I don't know. I just thought the soft was tracked to head up. Um, but yeah, on reflection, that was a bad bet. I just, I, so, you know, only a small play and a little bit on Cisco Bay uh, as well, who I thought would be suited by the soft track. Um, what, to, what to make of these? Uh, this Soldier of Love, he, this is the second time in, in two preps he's won at a big price and he's, he's a really nice type of horse too. Um, so, you know, with, with the SP, um, he might be worth following. He seems to have a pretty good racing pattern too. He runs in the first few in the run and, and keeps trying. Um, you know, a tissue was is, it was everyone's crying about a tissue. Um, it got a long way back and it, it's it's run home very well and I'm sure it'll be short again. Um, on taunt might, might might be worth following out of this race. That's good from you, Scary. I like that. Uh, Mark Shane, any thoughts here? What do you make of this race? Well, I didn't have a tissue. I had the hanky out for a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a length and a half behind Soldier Love uh, last time they clashed and was eased behind it, and it was 22 lengths behind it there on Saturday. So, mm. oh, geez, it was a horror watch, wasn't it? Uh, and then seemed to get its head up and very resentful on a couple of occasions in the straight. And how it's only been beaten by what was the margin about a length or something, even less maybe. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Only horse to follow out of the race for mine. Sky Labrador. Pretty, uh, just had a nice look around there, Skylab. Okay. And Mark Roden, did you have any thoughts there in the last race? 
Yeah, my thought is I'm glad I didn't back a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um, getting his setup, he was resenting the kickback, uh, they said in the stewards' report a bit. So, yeah. A That's bit. that pristine Randwick track, mate. That's right. Pots flying everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> two and a half mils it cops. Oh, <laughs> so what's going to happen when it cops 10? They're going to call them off. Um, yeah, and it's just a yeah, great run and be even better over further, I think. Um, but as Rob pointed out there, yeah, I don't think they're going to miss it, are they? Um, I had my um, speculative bet on Charm Star, who uh, was 100 to 1 by this stage out of Barry 1, unfortunately. I'll give her another chance, I think. Um, can't read anything that run at all. Uh, All-time legend is in the same boat. Um, you back Barriers 1 and 2 here, Rob, in race 10 when the fence was off. But, uh... I think I was a bit punch drunk. <laughs> but it's sort of half queue in the rack, I think. It had a, had a winning day. Um, I'm yeah. just cheering, cheering Melbourne boys. It was yeah, it's a great day for the mailbag anyway. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's that's about it for me on the last. And well, it was a pretty forgettable, forgettable meeting for me overall. So tend to put it behind me and um, move on. Well, the last thing you have to do, Mark, horses to follow. Mark Sheen, I'll get one or two from yourself to start with. Um. Yeah, well, I thought one horse there in race, um, where was it, Bullfinch, Bullfinch, can't even think what race it was in now. It was in the last, wasn't it? Second last? In the last, yeah, um, second last maybe, second last, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, this horse was going a bit keen last time in, was dragged back to second last and made up good ground late, but um, it's a couple of trials have uh, looked like it had relaxed a little bit better this time in, so it might have a race up its sleeve. I thought Mallory was quite good in the Phillies race, if you can trust that form. And uh, one from the midweek stray looked very unlucky behind the boom horse Profondo the other day. So um, they're from a couple of horses from this week. Okay. Mark Roden, yourself? For me, um, Shake out of of race two. Uh, Just took no part in the race. Apparently that's... That's going to be her. Apparently the stable's decided that she needs cover and she's only got a short sprint, so maybe they're going to ride her like that every start of her life, which will be uh, a recipe for heartbreak, but it was an outstanding run, I thought. Uh, that other one I mentioned, Golly Unlucky, in race nine, but only back to the Midwest. Okay. And Rob Scurry for yourself. I think uh, Geist can keep running well, on, on a, certainly on these uh, shifty tracks. Um, she'll, she'll go well. She's a big gross horse. Uh, and, you know, the, obviously the, the two weight for age horses are going to be hard to beat in Zaki and Nature Strip. Okay. Not, not much. Yeah. <laughs> not much there. Uh, um, Peter, just before we go, uh, I've, just been, I've been messaged and asked to ask you about a dream you had about Jamie Carr last night. Does, does that sound right? Doesn't sound right at all. Probably you could say. Was that Ron again? It must have been Ron. <laughs> <laughs> On the unknown number, I think it must be Ron. <laughs> Ron's, Ron's got a pathway into uh, into the mailbag HQ, I believe. Uh, week ahead. I remember on TV, we used to have a bloke who apparently used to write in called Tobias all the time, but I, I don't know where he came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. All right, the week ahead, we've got, uh, what, six races at Gosford by the looks of things on Wednesday, Hawkesbury Thursday, uh, Saturday, Goldburn and Rosehill at Gambler Grange, which includes the three Group 2s, the Theo Marks, the Runster Rose and the Chiraco. Mark Sheen, you mentioned it before, there was a little bit of murmuring around having the, uh, the Saturday meeting there at Kembla, but hopefully the track should play reasonably well. Well, I think it played better two weeks ago than it did at Ramwick on Saturday, so 
hopefully we've got dry weather and uh, we're going to get a good even surface on Saturday. Should be great, uh, great fields down there yep. for the meeting on Saturday. Yes, indeed. Looks like business as usual for yourself, Mark Roden, this week ahead. But uh, Gosford might be a little bit light on there on Wednesday. Yeah, that's the, the Metro meeting. Uh, they've had the shift it's, uh, and despite there only being six races, I um, it'd be good to have a Wednesday away from Kensington. I've got a bit of PTSD with that one at the moment. Not surprised. And uh, I, Rob, I'll go for it, Rob. Uh, I was just going to say, remember when I said they shouldn't have run that Kensington meeting before um, with the 70 mils? Yeah. Um, and and then what's happened? After that, it's, it's gone. They've got to take a a bigger view with the tracks being out out of play and it's, not worry about about the you know getting that little bit of Wednesday money because we've only got one, one track it's it's ridiculous. It's a terrible situation, but I do agree with you. I, I should have phoned in a bomb threat or something last Wednesday rather than. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me. To the marks, we'll catch up on Friday. Preview this meeting at Kembla Grange, but until then, go well. <laughs>